Hi everyone, welcome to the Sprinkle of Spirituality podcast where we will talk about everything spirituality, including crystals, manifestation and more. We will be joined by two special guests, Sarah Moreau, a psychotherapist, and Laura Walker, a crystal therapist. Hi, my name is Sarah Morell. I'm a psychotherapist and a mental well-being facilitator. Um, so what that means is on my day job, I spend a lot of time supporting people's mental well-being, either one-to-one in psychotherapy sessions um, or as part of Brave Nottingham CIC, doing peer support work in groups um, and mental well-being workshops. What does spirituality mean to you? So yeah, spirituality means to me, um, it's about, I suppose, the big question of why are we here and, and, and what's our purpose in life. Um, spirituality is, is, is sometimes difficult to define, so I did actually um, get a, a definition for you um, that came from... I think it was George Washington, wasn't it, I said? Yeah, George Washington um, Institute um, for Spirituality and Health. Spirituality is an aspect of humanity that refers to the way individuals seek and express meaning and purpose and the way they experience connectedness. And that's to the moment, to the self, to others, to nature, and to the significant or sacred. Which sounds pretty cool, but really it's basically about that idea of how we see the world around us how did you get into it i suppose i started to question um, spirituality when i was a teenager um i had at times been yeah seen myself as christian and gone to sunday school um, and i went to a church of england primary school and I really enjoyed hearing about different meanings and, and having a moral code. But I was just trying to ex- explore what that meant for me. Um, and that's when I first found out about paganism on the internet um, and got into paganism spirituality. And I suppose that then from there, it's been to do with my um, supporting people with their mental health um, in various ways. So at one point I was in involved with talking to people in um, long-stay hospitals and they were having their spirituality supported as part of their mental health recovery uh, which is really interesting because I suppose it really opened my eyes that spirituality can be very much personal and individual to that person it doesn't have to be a set of agreed rules with a wider community. Do you think it's more popular now or when you was younger? I think it is becoming more popular. I think authenticity is becoming more popular um, now than it was when I was I was younger. Um, I think everybody's questioning what it means to be authentic for them, and it's become much more of a personal journey. Um, I think in the past, people have felt like they have to label themselves based on an agreed label like a christian christian label or say that they are islamic or sikh 
Um, and now people are more able to find their own meaning and their own definition and their own identity rather than being a part of a group. You was like a Christian, you went to church and everything. What like made you like go away from that and more into like the spirituality side of it? Uh, well, ironically, I did a um, GCSE in religious education. Um, I suppose learning about the history and the hypocrisy of um, some people in Christianity. I don't want to say all Christians, there's some, there's some lovely Christians out there, but how people have done so many horrific things in the name of religion. Um, I suppose for me at the time, I was, I was looking at Christianity because my well, RE was very much focused on the Christian perspective. So I was looking at the Christian history. Um, but yeah, I don't want to like say it was Christianity is any worse or better than any other religion. People like to to justify their actions um, and religion is one of the ways it did that. So it kind of put me off being part of a more structured religion or paganism, we often call them book religions. And yeah, I've always been into being outside and in nature um, and plants and animals. So it made sense to me that I w went for paganism, which literally means nature or countryside based spirituality. And moving on to like the manifestation side of it. So how do you feel about manifestation and like do you do it? Um, I think in terms of a formal definition of manifestation, I probably I probably do do it. I I use mantras and sayings a lot um, in what I do with people in one to one um, and in groups. Um, and I think it's about it's more about influencing our our actions and the world around us. Um, when I was very very much in the, the the pagan representation I was talking to Christians they'd say to me do you pray and I'd say well not in the way that you pray um, or in the way that I think you pray do you use crystals I do um, when I was younger I bought a lot of crystals from shops um, and then one of my friends pointed out that some crystals come from war-torn areas or they're not um, mined very sustainably it's often it's open cast mining and it, it made me think about crystals very differently so now I tend to be a bit more sparing with buying new crystals um, I tend to more use the ones that um, if I'm gifted or just appear in my path um, for quartz for example you can pick that out the ground sometimes you know when you're walking on a country walk and it has more meaning for me anyway and it, it makes me think oh that that crystals come to me for a reason just a fact here so science say they're just pretty rocks what do you think about that this is a placebo effect um, and often we write off the placebo effect as oh it's it's people curing themselves um, because they believe in something wasn't well, that amazing that we can actually do that we can believe in something so strongly that we can cure ourselves of quite debilitating and long-term conditions and pain um, just through the power of our mind so i suppose in, in terms of like crystals if it's a way of focusing our mental energy to create a placebo effect then that feels like something that's quite precious um, and quite valuable, even though science would say that, that that means that you don't need the crystal. Actually, we do need something to focus on. 
if it brings someone comfort and allows them to use that ability and harness that ability, that's pretty cool. With crystals, so um, you know how there's different crystals for everything. Um, have you ever like carried a crystal with you and then something has happened? I do carry crystals. Um, I use things like smoky quartz. I tend to put that by um, my bedside um, because it's supposed to be good for helping cleanse the energy around you while you're sleeping. Um, I also have a bit of rose quartz because I'm married, so having a bit of rose quartz to encourage loving um, feelings towards my partner is probably a good idea. Wearing two crystals, I've got on one side, I've got a piece of amethyst, um, which is a good protective, healing, cleansing crystal. Um, that's special meaning for me because it used to be on my mother's. And on the other side, I've got my engagement ring, which is actually a white sapphire. Um, because I didn't want a diamond. I didn't want to help increase the price of diamonds so that um, there was an incentive for people to smuggle blood diamonds and do horrible things to horrible people, to other people. Um, horrific things happen in the names of diamonds, so I didn't want a diamond, so I chose a white um, sapphire um, because that's all about clear communication and I thought that sounded like something that was a really good thing to have in a marriage. So, Only 3% actually believe in the law of attraction, so is that something that you believe in? I've got quite a science-based background, if you believe it, so I can be quite a cynic. So part of me thinks, oh yeah, I don't believe in the law of attraction, but I've been talking about the placebo effect, um, and one of the things I know is that neuroscience tells us that our mood, um, and as in what emotion we're feeling in the moment, influences our thinking, uh, our memories, our interpretation of what's happening around us. Um, so from that point of view, if you get yourself in a positive mindset that, that means that you see the potential in the world around you, you're more likely to succeed. So from that point of view, I think actually the law of attraction definitely works for people. It gives you comfort and doesn't cause you to be more in denial about, about things, then it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so I suppose yeah, I use it more symbols and to remind me to help get me in the right mindset. Um, yes, yeah, so that's how I, I use crystals. And yes, yeah, some people believe that the vibrations of those crystals will help with that mindset. But, but just knowing the meaning of them, I think, is, is enough for me. Do you think spirituality is Gen new religion? I think humans have always been spiritual. And I think the idea that we can be spiritual without needing a religious construct around us um, and that we can basically be, I suppose, spiritually fluid, you know, non, non-denominational spiritual is definitely the, a new concept for um, Gen Z. We've, we've been getting there for quite a while. Um, you know, we had the hippie movement in the 60s, for example, that was a bit more out there in terms of mixing spiritualities together. Um, but yeah, I think it's taken us a long time to actually realise you don't need to label it as anything other than spiritual significance to that person. And that's definitely what Gen Z has been good at, is 
helping people to define themselves in the way they want to be defined and embracing their own intersectionality and their own identity rather than looking at it through a lens of other people and being stuck in boxes. Yeah, and do you think spirituality is turning into like a trend, especially on like social media? Um, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. Um, the good side of social media is it allows people to be authentic, but I think sometimes people miss the point with social media. So they'll be surface level and they'll have no depth. And I think you see that with spirituality, where it's like the surface meaning rather than the depth beneath it. Um, so just buying a crystal, say that like you want love in your life, just buying a rose quartz and thinking that that will be enough to create that um, that love in your life rather than working on yourself using it to remind yourself of that you're wanting to attract love and that involves learning who you are as a person and what you want and need from a relationship and loving yourself and being confident in your in yourself um and i think that's one of the things with social media is sometimes it can be oh this this quick fix will work or this life hack will work um I love life hacks that are about helping you get in the right mindset, but not just assuming that if you do one small quick deed, that that's going to create a massive change in your life. And is there any advice you'd like give, you know, people, young people who are just like trying to find their way with spirituality? I think with spirituality in all aspects of life, it's about connecting with your own body and emotions and seeing what fits right for you um so for me it's all about exploring and, and being open and questioning and saying why a lot um that normally counteracts everything is why <laughs> um but but when you're trying something new just seeing how it feels in your body and see how it feels in your emotions um, so it's about trying to connect to, to to what you think and feel rather than what those around you think and feel. And I think, unfortunately, it takes a lot of time and practice to, to know that because we are so influenced by those around us. And that can be really positive, but it can be really negative as well. If you want more, stay tuned on www.neonottingham.com. This is the end of the first section with Sarah Morell. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast so far. Coming up is Laura Walker.
Hi, so my name's Laura Walker and um, I'm a wellbeing guide. Um, I run wellbeing workshops and retreats. I'm a Reiki master and crystal therapist, but I'm also qualified in health psychology as well. And you can find me on laurawalker.uk. Um, I'm also on Instagram as Laura Walker Wellbeing and Facebook as well. So how did you get into spirituality? Well, it's quite a long story and there's a lot of elements to it. Um, I was ill at quite a young age as a child um, and I ended up having quite a few experiences off the back of that, so which kind of opened my mind to the idea of kind of healing and complementary therapies. Um, and it kind of went from there really. So what does it mean to you spirituality when you know you say that word? So I don't really see it as kind of um, synonymous with religion, like a lot of people uh, might do. I see it as something that's actually really natural, that we've all got within us. Uh, I think we're all spiritual beings naturally, and um, nature is a part of spirituality as well. We've, we've all got it within us. Um, so to me, it's a, really, um, it's a really important part of who I am. Uh, it really helps to, to guide me. Uh, to know who I am and to also get through life's challenges um, and and kind of understand how to face life as well. So that's all aspects of life, not just kind of healing, um, but just kind of day-to-day -day personal development. Um, I think it's a really valuable tool and I think it's more important than ever as well. We're living in a very kind of material world um, and it can become very overwhelming. And I think that's why more and more people are kind of reaching out to try and discover their spiritual sides and what that means for them. Um, so I think it's really valuable to us all. Definitely. And do you think it's more popular now or back when you was younger? Um, I think it's always been, I think it's always been there. Um, I guess with kind of the way that our media is now and social media, we're kind of sharing in these things a little bit more. And I think that um, they sometimes present differently throughout time. So, you know, spirituality runs through religion, for example, and obviously that's always existed, as has, has uh, spirituality as well. Um, but I think that it's becoming more common to talk about the topic of spirituality because um, as I said I think that people are kind of searching for something that maybe they're missing um, that kind of connection to the spiritual selves so I do think yes I, I think it is becoming a more popular topic and I think it's becoming less taboo which is a really fantastic thing and um, you know how you talked about when you was ill when you was younger and made you get into spirituality can you like explain Sure, so I had ME, which was very kind of um, not very well understood at that time. My parents had tried lots of different ways to try and help me and none of them seemed to be working very well. I was missing out on a lot of school um, and it was really quite depressing. I was around about the age of uh, I think 11. That was a really tough time. Um, and my grandparents lived in Cornwall at the time. They told my parents about um, a guy called Peter who was a local healer. And uh, my parents were quite skeptical. I was quite skeptical at the time. But I said I'd try anything 
because I was in this kind of position where I, you know, I didn't know really what was wrong with me and I didn't know how long it would take me to get better and how to get better. So I went along to Cornwall um, and this guy, he didn't, he wasn't qualified in any particular kind of therapy as such. He said it was a natural ability that he had and all, all of the locals knew him. So he kind of held his hands out over, over my body, over my head, over my stomach. He was chatting away to, to my mum at the time. He's a really down to earth guy. Um, so I felt totally comfortable with it. I thought I don't really know what he's doing, but you know, might as well give it a try. And um, I could feel like a pull in my stomach when he was kind of hovering over. And he said that the ME lay in my gut, which was a really interesting thing, because looking back now, uh, with the research that I've done, I do actually think it was linked probably to uh, gut health. Um, but that's a whole other topic. Uh, so anyway, the next morning I woke up and I felt completely different. Uh, I felt like a different person, really. And my my mum noticed a difference in me. Um, she said that my breath smelled of roses. That really sticks in my head. So from then on, it kind of opened my mind up to the possibilities of other things in, in life, um, not just related to healing, but to life in general. It still took a long time for me to build up as a person, to build up my energy levels, to feel better again. And also just to like get back to school and get used to like socializing again. So that was the kind of start of a healing journey for me. And how do you feel about manifestation? So I think manifestation is something that we actually all do without realizing it. I think that some are particularly um, sensitive to it maybe than others. Before I'd read any books on manifestation and come to an understanding about it, um, I believe that I have manifested in, in the past through prayer. So my parents took me to church for, for a while when I was younger. I wouldn't classify myself as, as a religious person. I don't subscribe to a particular religion. I do have my beliefs. Um, but I believe that prayer is actually a way that we are setting our intention. Um, and if we channel our thoughts and intentions in a, to a particular direction, I believe that it can actually change the course of things and then it can actually bring certain things to us. So I believe that our minds are the creators really of our realities, that we have a lot more control than we think over our realities, that we're part of this very complex kind of um, web of, of energy really that is consciousness. And I think that if we set intent and we know um, we have a particular way of doing that. So it's not just through prayer. I think there's lots of different ways to manifest. Um, then I believe that you can you can manifest what you want, or more in particular, what you need. And how often would you say that you do that? Depends. So I guess sometimes I realise I'm doing it consciously because I set I sit down, I clear my head, I get into the zone, and I set um, set out in my mind what it is I think I need but more recently I tend to tune into how I feel and then put it out there to the universe so to be able to God um, what it is that I feel that maybe I need or what I need to address and maybe I don't know what the answer is maybe I don't know what the outcome would look like but I kind of put it out there that I need I maybe need something for example we 
um, we adopted a dog. And um, around that time, we'd found a puppy that we'd reserved. And we had one month to find another dog. We always knew that we wanted to. And um, we wanted to adopt the second one. But there was such a massive waiting list for the RSPCA at that time. I thought, I really don't know how we're going to find the second dog. I don't know whether to trust these websites of dogs coming over from other countries. or. Um, and I just put it out there. So I guess that was a form of manifesting. I just kind of got in the zone. I did a little bit of Reiki on myself and I said, right, whatever, whatever is right for us. I know there's a dog out there for us. I don't know when we're going to find the dog. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what breed it is, but I just trust. Trust is a really key thing, I think, to manifesting. And um, I put it out there completely 100% trusted that, that the right thing would happen. Then we found her the next day. Um, just in a, a ca random cafe in the Peak District. We went out, we go walking all the time. We knew that this lady owned dogs and um, we went along to a cafe, got chatting. This little West Highland Terrier ran out and we said, oh, you've got a Westie. Anyway, it turns out, long story, she fosters dogs and she's fostering the Westie. We had had a Westie before that we had sadly lost uh, earlier that year. So we were pretty heartbroken. We said we wouldn't get another Westie, it's too hard. So we wouldn't have gone out looking for one. But she came over and sat by me. She didn't leave my side. And all the other dogs were running around. And, you know, I joked and said to my husband, I'll put her in your rucksack. Um, and the lady said to me, well, actually, she's up for adoption. And we said, okay, has anyone shown an interest? No, you're the first people to see her. And we knew right in that moment that she was right for us. A bit that story I missed out is at the beginning of the day my husband said to me where do you want to go for a walk now we go walking and peak every weekend we've been to so many areas and immediately in my head I said last Kildale and he said oh we've been there so much are you sure you want to go again yeah absolutely I'm adamant last Kildale and if we hadn't have gone there then we... and I don't know why that came into my head but I believe it's because I put it out there and do you use crystals I do yes yeah so I'm a qualified IACT practitioner, the International Association of Crystal Healing Therapists, that stands for. So I got into crystals from quite a young age, about the age of 18. My mum bought one and um, from a charity shop, a big chunk of quartz. And when we got home, we noticed there was an advert in the local library for a crystal course at a local college. So we went along, fell in love with the idea of crystals. Again, it opened up a whole new door. I was already had an open mind from my experiences when I was younger and visiting the healer. Um, and it just went from there, really. And then I took part in the diploma and qualified. And um, I have done one-to-one -one crystal sessions um, on and off over the years. I ran my own therapy business, Peachy Wellbeing. And I use them every day. So I either wear them as jewellery or in my pocket. Um, you can use them for manifestation as well with um, clear quartz. So they're a really big part of my life and I also run workshops on them as well. So I just did one just this weekend. 12 lovely ladies came along and I just talk about crystals for an hour and a half. So I'm in my element. What would you say how um, science are saying they're just pretty rocks? Okay, so this is interesting because, uh, you know, on first glance they are rocks. And, you know, a lot of people will have a hard time thinking, well, how are they going to influence my life? How are they going to help me be happier, be healthier? Um, and 
And I think that's a healthy question. You know, and I, I would never put anyone down for questioning that at all. And I think a lot of people would. But one thing that I've learned, um, and I guess it probably stems from that experience I had when I was younger, is that I trust my experiences over what I've been taught and what I've read. But the other thing I'd say as well is there is actually mounting research out there on crystals. Quartz has been used in radios for a very long time. Um, it's known to actually um, amplify energy. So there is some information, there's some research out there that is growing. And I think for somebody who, who you know, where evidence is very important to them, they might be quite interested in in that, in looking at that evidence. Personally, um, even though my background is essentially science, because psychology is a science, and they teach you to, you know, live by rigid research methods and an evidence-based approach, which is very important. So if you're looking at brain surgery or something, you know, in pharmaceuticals, the evidence-based is so important. When it comes to things like crystals, I don't really think it is. If you believe they're helping you and you're carrying them and you're wearing them, there's no harm in that. A lot of psychologists believe that the power of crystals is all in your mind instead of actually the crystals. Um, what do you think about that? So I think um, the mind is a very powerful thing. That's sometimes referred to as the placebo effect. If scientists believe that something doesn't actually have like um, a physical effect, but people have physiological responses to it and feel better for it, then that's known as the placebo effect. And I think that there is a chance that there is a placebo element to the use of crystals. Because if you believe that something is helping you, your mind is a very powerful thing. And therefore, that can influence the outcome and it might actually make you feel better. I don't think that's a bad thing though. And I'm not saying that they're based solely on that placebo effect. Um, I don't think that they're all just in the mind. I do think, I believe that they do actually work in the ways they're described to. My answer to that would be, no, I don't believe it's all in the mind, but I do think that the mind has a part to play. Do you think spirituality is Gen Z's new religion? This is an interesting question. I believe that spirituality has been talked about a lot more. I think that the dialogues opened up, um, particularly in relation to um, you know, mental health being talked about a lot more. The mental health awareness has increased. And I think that more people are exploring the idea of spirituality because of where we're at as a culture. And I think that people feel there's a bit of the jigsaw missing. Um, and so they're kind of reaching out for that. And I think that that part is spirituality. I believe that we're, we all are spiritual beings, but we live in such a, a world saturated in material that we have lost touch a little bit with that side of things. So I think the the younger generation are starting to recognise this and starting to reach out more to understand what this means and what it means to them. So this word spirituality is now coming to the foreground a lot more. Do you think spirituality is turning into a trend on social media? I think potentially. Um, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not on TikTok as yet. Watch the space. <laughs> From what I've been told um, by other people and from some of what I've seen by searching through kind of tags for spirituality, well-being, crystals, all that area, you know, yoga, meditation, 
I think that it has exploded a lot more. People feel that they can maybe relate to it a little bit more in a private setting online. What would you tell young people who are into spirituality or trying to get into it? I'd say there's a lot of information out there and there's lots of amazing books and YouTube videos and podcasts and so much information to take in. I'd say use your intuition and explore what feels right for you and one thing often leads to another in terms of learning you know you you open different doors depending on who you talk to go along to you know um different shops that sell crystals you get chatting to the people who own those shops you find out more you get chatting to your friends and actually you uncover you know oh yeah actually i've got a a friend or an auntie or something that's into it and, and explore that and go down different avenues but one thing i will say is not to ignore your kind of inner voice. So I do believe that a lot of our wisdom lies within us and that we can actually access and tap into that. And I think things like the practice of meditation can really, really help with that. So you'll find that if you if you spend a bit more time in meditation and self-reflection, then you will actually start learning a lot about yourself without even looking externally. Thank you for listening to the Sprinkle of Spirituality podcast. This is the end of episode one. If you want more, stay tuned on www.neonottingham.com.